TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. I can't believe how fast this weekend got here. It doesn't feel like it's the weekend. It really doesn't. It probably doesn't help that it's going to be raining like crazy, too. Flood watch through Saturday afternoon. Rain on Friday afternoon. Periods of rain through Friday night into Saturday. Saturday, you could see some more rain. Sunday, you could see some thunderstorms. Maybe a break by Monday, but it pretty much loses my motivation to do anything outside there's nothing like trying to pick up a wet gumball gumballs are bad wet gumballs yeah even worse so we have one last hour live here on overnight america i would love it to get a update from you a call whatever it may be at 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120 a couple of different ways you can reach the show on social media to ryan wrecker radio and there was this uh, story over at KMOX.com that started to get a lot of people talking today because we found out that our circuit attorney here in the city of St. Louis, Kim Gardner, is going to be featured on 60 Minutes over the weekend. And that's a pretty big deal, being featured on 60 Minutes. Uh, the headline, which is at KMOX.com right now, says, I'm afraid that a loved one may be harmed. St. Louis prosecutor Kim Gardner featured on next 60 Minutes. And I wonder the approach that is going to be used uh, for the story. Is 60 minutes is 60 minutes going to take the approach of oh she's she's doing a great job here in St. Louis and everything's all hunky dory and we've never been happier with her? Is it going to be one of those situations? Or is it going to be a situation where they actually tell both sides where the prosecution record has been abysmal if she shows up at all, failed when it came to targeting the governor? at least in the sense that there was no uh, guilty or anything. It just was uh, went away. Same thing with the governor. I guess if it was a political type of ploy, then she was successful to get the sitting governor of Missouri, Eric Crichton's out. Maybe they'll look at how even the cases they do bring up have a pretty poor failure rate. Maybe they'll look at the inability to work with the police and the exclusion list that has been put together. Maybe they'll look at the inability or the unwillingness to prosecute people that admit to and have been caught shooting a firearm, which resulted in the death of a child. 
And the feds, if it wasn't for the feds stepping in, that person would be free right now. And I, that, all of those things. I wonder if they'll look at the grand picture of what we're dealing with here in the city of St. Louis because it's not as good as what I'm assuming they're going to be putting together. Here we are, someone uh, fighting the good fight and just a, a victim of racism here in St. Louis or whatever it may be. Now, I'm going to play this clip real quick, and it's one of the clips that 60 Minutes posted on their Twitter account. Um, and I think this is one where he's going to, uh, she's going to be talking to Bill Whitaker on Sunday as part of this. So let's play this real quick. Okay. Law enforcement have to hear the cries for help in the community and deliver. And that's why I'm not going to back down. That's why I'm not going to kiss the ring of the status quo to keep it a certain way. Inside the old St. Louis courthouse, where enslaved African-Americans once sued for their freedom, Kim Gardner felt the weight of expectations to keep her promise and rebuild the justice system around fairness. This is about the will of the people Ugh. and the people of the city. Now, hold on. Let me pause it there for a second. Build it around fairness. So they're already building her up. As opposed to build it around the rule of law or what the laws say. So fairness to her in the eye of the beholder could be, well, you fired a firearm, you got caught, there's no denying it, killed a kid, but you're not going to prosecute that person. Or it could be, well, they may have looted, they may have uh, found themselves shooting at police officers because they were upset because of a, a police case in Minneapolis, they may have smashed some windows. They may have beat some people up. They may have, you know, shot at firefighters, EMS, or whatever. They may have done this, but oh my, we can't hold them. Uh, we can't hold them, so we're just going to let them free. Or remember in the case where this was so ridiculous, you had the guy that went to a peaceful protest of Catholics who were praying right around the Art Hill area because they were talking about tearing down the statue in front of the art museum. And the guy goes up and he starts punching people. We're talking just peaceful people there that were praying and no arrest. Then what happens after that? He goes on KMOV. <laughs> it admits to it and gives justification why it's okay. And finally, there was an arrest in this sort of thing. And people wondered, is this person going to be prosecuted? And the fact that we even have to wonder about situations like that goes to show you we've gone so far. Now, the record has been pretty terrible. I don't think her ability to be a prosecutor, her ability as a circuit attorney, uh, has anything to do with the race. I, I, I think that her shortcomings have to do with inexperience, inability to work even with her own staff, which there's been tremendous turnover, and part of it could be just being overwhelmed because they're not showing up to cases. They're not taking cases that they should. And maybe a little bit of paranoia by the failed lawsuit that she had, that there was a giant conspiracy against her that ended up being dismissed. Maybe it's part political because, you know, she fundraised on the McCloskey's and the situation there. There's a lot of these other things that I hope 60 Minutes looks into. I'm not confident that they will, but I hope they do. Um, I wasn't going to talk the whole hour on Kim Gardner. In fact, we actually had a guest lined up in the first hour, and he was unable to join us. In fact, we called him, and he said, okay, I can't talk right now. See you later. Bye. A scheduled guest. So I hope that maybe we can connect with them again in the future. But that's just one of the storylines going into this weekend, and I'm sure on Sunday night after the 60 Minutes piece airs, we'll be able to talk about it a little bit more when we return on Overnight America. But we got a lot of time tonight. I might play a couple more clips from the Joe Biden speech from earlier today. He finally 
address the country based on a couple of things that happened. We have the coronavirus funding bill that went through the House and then he signed tonight. And the other side of it is what's the update with the vaccines and where are we going with all of this? So Joe Biden, about seven o'clock tonight, gave an address. You heard it here on KMOX. We'll talk about that and your calls. Really, I would rather talk about the things you want to talk about at 314-436-7900. It's Overnight America, KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. All right. Welcome back to Overnight America. Thanks for spending this time. I, I really do love the time we get together. I treasure it. I sometimes look back and I write in my diary, dear diary, they were mean to me tonight or they were nice to me tonight. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, let's take some of your calls. And Marie is calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Good evening. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. This is what my comment is about what's going on with the governor of New York. What mm-hmm. I don't understand is why didn't those ladies make, you know, come out and tell what happened when supposedly when this stuff happened. Now they're waiting about 10 or 15 years ago because let me tell you, when I was in college, I experienced the same thing. I went to the dean of women because one of my, uh, a, a man at my college he was making inappropriate gestures towards me, so I mm-hmm. went to see the dean of women about the situation, and we had a conference, and, you know, all three of us had a conference, and the situation mm-hmm. was taken care of, and I had no more problems. I feel I'm not against my own sex, but when something happens, you need to let people know right then and there. Then, mm-hmm. you know, I went to Catholic school all my life, and now these altar boys are saying when they were in school that the the, the priests were molesting them. Why didn't they tell somebody when it actually happened? Oh, okay, so there's some answers to that, and I'll try to, from recollection. The very first accuser to Andrew Cuomo came out with this, I think, last year close to when it happened, it was that the the national news didn't report on it. It was more a local story. So there have been accounts of this, not just from the last month or two. It's just now starting to catch on. And here's what normally happens. When, a, when someone steps forward and it's credible, there's other people that recognize, yeah, that happened to me too. It's kind of creepy the way Andrew Cuomo treated me too. And they don't normally come out until they realize they're not alone. They may think, oh, it was just, uh, I caught the guy at the wrong time or whatever. But if it wasn't for someone trying to escalate this, a, a claim and a, a, an accusation that was brought out last year, then who knows what would have happened. And that's kind of common. We've had guests on the show that said when you're someone that had some sort of uh, sexual assault or whatever it may be, there's a certain stigma. There's this kind of, it's unwarranted, but people feel a little bit of shame around it. They, they feel like they don't want to bring something up. There's all of these things that fester for a long time. In some of the cases, when it comes to the altar boys and what happened with the Catholic church, there's no denying it because number one, the Catholic church did 
field complaints on this. A lot of these different archdioceses had a large collection of documentation of these accusations for some of these priests. They know about it because, well, they sometimes acted on it. They moved the priest somewhere else or whatever it may be. But what ended up happening was the archdiocese or the churches would say, we'll handle it. Don't go to the police. And a lot of times the families would do that. In some places, like when the floodgates opened over in Pittsburgh and the archdiocese over there, they would have political connections and the sheriff or whoever it was, even when the parents would file a complaint, realized that it would be political suicide for him running for office in the future. He decided not to take these cases on. There was these other connections and terrible things that went on behind the scenes. So even though you might not hear about it or see it, a lot of these complaints do go forward. And in the case of the the Catholics with the, the archdiocese in this Definitely, easily. There's a lot of documented cases, and it's not a coincidence that they're spread out all across the United States and some of the major issues they've had with the priests. So I, I hope that answers some of your questions. It does, but, and that's like that stuff with, um, you know, Bill Cosby. You know, all those ladies came out, you know, now, but then I guess maybe they were too scared to say something because Bill Cosby was powerful. He had a lot of money, you know, so. You know. you know, and same thing with the Hollywood casting couch with Harvey Weinstein and all of that. If you were an actor, they would joke about that, like, oh, that old Harvey, we know what he does, to, you know, and they would. It was like an inside joke for Hollywood. And once in a while, you would hear someone inside say, this is what goes on. It's like, it's terrible. And for the longest time, it was just accepted as the way things go. And that's pretty terrible. So eventually all of these things come out and it's good that this does get out. So the practices change. It shouldn't, there, there shouldn't have to be some sort of um, subordinate power where you have to submit your body in a sexual way in order to advance for anything that should never happen. But that was common in Hollywood. So I, I don't know how long it went on for probably forever. At least there is some change in that sense, but I, you know, sometimes better late than never. It doesn't to me necessarily mean that it didn't happen i do believe there's some times where that is true marie i do believe that's that there are some true and everyone does have the ability to defend themselves they should have due process and one of the reasons why their statute of limitations is because if you bring up something from 15 years ago 20 years ago it would it's very difficult to defend yourself because it's so far removed so that's why there's these certain things that are put into place but Sometimes it, the, the evidence is so overwhelming that it's it's it, you you don't doubt the accuser. And I think we've seen a lot of credible accusations, even in the case of Andrew Cuomo. I was so, telling right, you about well, my situation when I was in college and mm -hmm. the man tried to, you know, he didn't try to deny it. But, you know, it happened and the situation was taken care of. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, Marie, I'm glad you called in. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm glad you reported that. Uh, let's go to Patrick over in D.C. How are you, Patrick? Whoa, here I am. Good morning and good evening. <laughs> and how are you, sir? I know it's past It's uh, past midnight where you are in that time zone. So, yeah, it's good morning, I guess. Technically. Right, I was listening to you talking about the, the, the president going on in the air. You know, it's, it's in the 7 o'clock hour. And I go, no, wait a minute, man. It's after 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock for you. That's right. <laughs> wait, 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 it's 8 o'clock. <laughs> you've, you've got cold and rain, so you're going to send some rain my way? Is that what's going to go on here? Don't worry. There's enough to go around. It's just There's nonstop here for the okay. next few I mean, days. Yeah. I, I was hoping to. I'm in the I'm in the room that doesn't have a clock, so you have to you have to watch me tonight. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I had your radio up, 
I have it up, upside down on the windowsill, coming in nice and clear. I've just been so excited this has been happening. I just get a little bleed in every now and then, but uh, I got a nice signal tonight on with the upside down radio on the windowsill. Wait, so does the radio upside down improve the signal? Yes. <laughs> the reception's better when the radio's upside. What type of radio is it? Is it small, large? Kind of give me an idea. Okay, let's see. It's um, a, a, a size 11 shoe. We can say okay. that much. It's kind of like a box. It's almost square with a little contours. It's an old RCA. It has a mm. digital display for the tuning but I don't know if that's really all that accurate. And so it, it's kind of flat. It's flat on the top and flat on the bottom. And you can turn it upside down and put it in the window because it kind of has a little bit of an angle, and, and then the angle will go slit through the window. But, no, basically I'll walk around in, in, in the room holding it up in the air in my hands and turning it this way and that way until I get the best one. And then suddenly I realize, you know, I'll put you here in the windowsill. Let's see what happens. There, it used to the one that I had, the one that I used to had when I was when I was first started with KMOX used to sit on its own, you know, section over there in the in the room, and it was by one of my studio monitors. Maybe the mm-hmm. magnets was helping the the magnets were helping to pull in the signal. I'm not really sure if that's the time yeah. that that radio died. Look at you getting fancy. It's amazing because it was like that. Remember the old bunny ear TVs where you would get just the right location and nobody touch it because if you got just the right way that these bunny ears were angled you knew that you had it made but all it would take is just one gentle bump and all of your channels would go away (laughs) things are rough things are rough so you tired of new york politicians or people elected from new york i am i mean you know are politicians people (laughs) oh i don't know i mean you know uh, I was one of the little jokes I was making that maybe perhaps uh, Donald Trump and Andrew Cuomo could form their own political party. You hear about that kind of stuff, you know. Oh, they, could call it the, they could call it the barf party is what I was saying to myself. But uh, Yeah, you know, whenever Andrew Cuomo said something nice or complimentary to the how the Trump administration was handling the coronavirus, Trump would even give him accolades. Even Democratic governors are saying I'm doing all right. So... I, I don't know how that change. I don't know if that changes anything. It's still, it, it's people on your money, especially not. I'm not familiar with New York politics, but you know he was the former state attorney general. You know, hmm. don't don't forget that. That's uh, interesting so he, to point out. He he has he has. Uh, I would say he has uh, <clears throat> quite a bit of stuff he can throw back. Okay, he's got more. I would say he has more procedural. Uh, So, wait, Andrew Cuomo was the state attorney general before he was governor? Yes. Is that what you're saying? You know, I guess I didn't realize that. That should give him a pretty good understanding of the law and how much, how serious it is. uh, The accusation is against him, not only with the women, but with the nursing home. Yeah, the nursing home, I feel really, really bad about that. uh, And I don't know how that happened or why he would let it happen on his watch. Uh, to tell you the truth, uh, I mm-hmm. I miss people having a resolve in them. I'm, I miss people who would get elected to office, and they, and they and they were elected because they had a resolve in them to accomplish something. And like you know, this was not happened on my watch. What is going on? You know, they actually had. Oh a yeah, no, 
it's even worse than that. I mean, even Bill de Blasio. Let me play this one more time. And it's not one. It's not two. It's not three. It's not four. It's not five. It's six women who have come forward. Yeah. And then on the other thing with the allegations, let me play this one at the end real quick. Uh, and we know one thing. There was a purposeful cover up and that alone is unacceptable. And a purposeful cover-up is the way he words it, and I think that's a good way to put it because as a former attorney general, I guess, someone in the yeah. state, a purposeful cover-up, that should scare Andrew Cuomo yeah, right now. Nothing should ever, uh, if you're elected to office and you, and you do have the ability to stop something from going AWOL, you should stop it, and you should yeah. not snowball. Yeah, went, went even <laughs> beyond that. It wasn't that he was just turning the other cheek, or that this is purposeful cover-up. That's even worse. Yeah. Uh, well, well other Patrick, than that, it's good to hear from you. Hear everybody. It is good to talk to you and good to hear everybody's voice tonight. And I have another uh, half hour to listen to everyone calling. Very good. Have a great night, Patrick. Good to hear from you from D.C. It shows to show you the power of KMOX and this signal reaches all over. We get calls, I think, in the first hour. Didn't Eddie call us from from Pennsylvania all the way? Yep. Good old Philly. And we know that there are people that listen all across the United States, even in Canada. We have someone that will message us once in a while from just outside of Toronto, west of Toronto, will listen to us, which is pretty awesome. We'll take some more of your calls. I'll read some of your text messages coming up too. 314-436-7900 on Overnight America KMOX. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Cardinal Spring Training is underway in Jupiter, Florida. And KMOX's Mike Claiborne is covering it all. Hear his daily reports, mornings and afternoons, and on Cardinals Open Live. Sponsored in part by T.R. Hughes Homes. On your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. Last half hour of the live portion of the show. Thanks for all the interaction tonight, and I'd like to hear from you. We talked just briefly about Biden's speech from earlier tonight. We were talking about Andrew Cuomo and the, all the different scandals and could be legal issues in the state of New York based on his handling of the nursing homes and then the sexual assaults and such. So let's take some of your calls, depending on what you want to talk about. And Diana, welcome to Overnight America. Hey, Ryan. How are you? I'm great. Good to hear from you. Wonderful. So, so you know, um, I've actually, I, I called about the death of all of those senior citizens in New York. Uh, but I sure would like to have the type of radio that Patrick in D.C. has. Actually, <laughs> you could yeah, turn I, it upside down and get the station in nice and clean. Yeah, yeah. I, and I like old radios, too. I really do. 
Okay. I know what you mean. There's a couple of uh, thrift shops or antique stores around the area. And always when I walk through them, I always look for old radios because they're just, some of them are designed so beautifully. They're so cool. Yeah. That's a good idea, Ryan. I think I'll go shopping this, maybe this weekend or next weekend for one. (laughs) Nice. But, But I want you to know that, um, yeah, your, your reach is is very powerful because I used to listen to KMOX when I lived in Dallas, and and if I went to bed too early, I would wake up like at twelve midnight or one o'clock, and and if I couldn't go to sleep, I would turn on Jim White, and and you know I would have to go to work the next day, but I've I've had my sleep. And I would just listen to Jim White for until he went off. Right. And um, yeah, so so people in Texas are listening too. Um, I know. And- you know, we had a couple of listeners from Texas I haven't heard from in a long time. Uh, Bree and Beth, both of them used to call in frequently, and I haven't heard from them in a few months. I hope they're doing okay. But I do know the signal reaches pretty far. But even the digital side of it, people can go on the radio.com app or they can listen on our website, and it makes it pretty easy for people to get it that way, even when the radio signal's not all that great. Yeah, yeah. You were talking to another lady about, uh, I guess, sexual harassment in Hollywood, which mm-hmm. was so prevalent at one time and um there's this african-american woman i can't think of her name but for that reason she started the me too movement and and it was to you know fight sexual harassment and Mm -hmm. and the people who were committing those acts in hollywood you know crazy but i want to comment on on the death of the senior citizens in, in new york uh I, I was re- I was really uh, moved by all of those deaths because um, I love my grandmother. She's no longer with us, but she passed before COVID. And um, I was I am and my other sister were very guarded of my mother, and um, my mother's in her eighties, and she is just fine. And um, people normalize the death of. Uh, those senior citizens by saying things like, well, they were going to die anyway. Yeah, but how do you know when they were going to die? They could have had mm-hmm. 20 more years left or 30 more years. Who knows? So, um, it's, And it's, can I say something else just, just on that? Because when people say that, that is pretty ridiculous because uh, when you take into consideration the restrictions around COVID, it's not that they were going to die anyway. And, now you're realizing they're going to die alone because they can't be with a loved one next to their side based on the restrictions. They may have had a partner that they were married to for decades and they can't be there because of the risk of spreading the COVID. All of these different fears were real. So when you're saying something like that, it is offensive because now you're saying not only are you going to die alone, but your loved ones won't be able to put a funeral together for you because they can't come together in mass and or they can't travel to come see you. That's it's terrible. It really was terrible the way that they handled the senior citizen in the nursing home oh, situation. It was just horrible. And 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 so too many people in this country don't protect senior citizens. I love my grandmother. I'm telling you, I was so close to her. And those seniors 
it's, I mean, it's abominable what happened in New York. And, and you know, everybody was like, oh, this guy is doing a great job. Mm. Oh, really? Now we know the truth. I think a lot of people already knew the truth. And it was reported and people pressed the problems with the nursing homes. And it was always discounted. They said, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. There's there's that doesn't happen. And look, it it happened. It was rampant. And they took the cue from New York and Andrew Cuomo and even Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York, bringing this out. They're saying it's criminal. That's that's bad. Exactly. But you know what? You know what? What was so asinine was when he said, well, I didn't want to report report the actual numbers because I didn't want to be criticized by the Trump administration. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You all these dead people, and you're playing get political games? No. Yeah. yeah. All right, Diana, you make good points. I'm glad you called in, and good luck if you find a nice radio. Let me know and report back. I will. <laughs> all right. Have a good weekend. Three one four. Four three six seventy nine hundred. Let me read some text messages here. Um, don't stop at toilet seats. Get a bidet. <gasps> I'm not getting a bidet. I can't believe someone would even say I should get a bidet. Oh, man. I, I mentioned this the other hour. The problem that we have this weekend is that now I've realized I'm old because I get excited about going out and buying new toilet seats. So I'm excited that we're upgrading at least that little part in the home. I think people really underestimate the feeling of putting something new in the house, even when it's something small, like a new toilet seat. And those could be pretty pricey. One of the motivators for me to do this is because I need to get something that doesn't slam as easy because sometimes at night, you know, the toilet lid slams and, you know, I'm the only one up in the house. I don't want to wake the kids. I don't want to wake my wife up. So I need to get something a little bit better just in case. So that's that's one of the reasons. The other one is they're just kind of worn down. Some of them you you need to treat yourself to a new toilet seat every once in a while. It's about the small luxuries in life. See another text message. Uh, the Greitens deal was a mess, but we really got, in my opinion, an even better governor, Mike Parsons. I love that guy. Yeah, Mike Parsons is pretty good. He's a low key governor. He's not someone that is high profile. He's not out in front of the cameras all the time on the national press like some of the other governors. He's not going in front of the cameras and lying about his the way that he's handling things like Andrew Cuomo did in New York. I don't think anyone outside of the state of Missouri knows who he is, but it doesn't matter. At least Missouri was one of the states that said we're not going to put extra restrictions into place, undue restrictions. We're not going to make things harder for businesses. We're We're going to do what we can. And we had individual places like St. Louis County that went overboard in a lot of different ways when it came to restaurant restrictions and was highly criticized and rightfully so the way Sam Page was handling things. But the governor did not. He didn't do it on a statewide level. And I think that was something that a lot of places cheered because they said, at least we have a fighting chance with a governor like this. So, you know, cheers to Mike Parsons. Text message. Um from Mark. Every time Biden talks, it looks like he's reading from a teleprompter. Like someone is telling him what to say. Yeah, any scripted speech is going to be like that. So there's nothing unique about it. The problem is that the only time Biden could 
string of an, an entire thought together is, is when he's reading from a teleprompter. He has a very difficult time speaking outside of a teleprompter. Very difficult time. And I think that's when his staff gets very nervous because they don't know what he's going to say. He's going to say something embarrassing. He's going to say something old fashioned that could get him in trouble. When I say old fashioned, people that are at his age you know, they, they have slang and things that they use from back then and that don't really fly now. He's been known to do that and put them in front of other people. I think the the virus and the distancing because of the virus has really helped him in that sense, because there's incredibly creepy, creepy activities from him in the past with, you know, underage girls that are coming up and him touching strangers in certain ways and sniffing and really super creepy activities that cannot be denied. So, yeah, that, I think uh, teleprompter Biden is the one that the party likes the most. But I think most people, at least on the Republican side, the ones that did not vote for him, could look at his policies and say, you can forget about all those other things right now. We can discuss that at a different time. It's all this other junk he's trying to push right now that I'm concerned with. And rightfully so. All right. We'll uh, take a break. We'll be right back. This is Overnight America KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com on KMOX. And I saw this other headline at KMOX.com. Visits, hugs now allowed for many nursing home residents. That's difficult. Diana calls in and she's right. The way that we handled the nursing home situation is terrible. Bad decisions all the way around. To think that we have a vulnerable population, one that is susceptible to dying if they contract the coronavirus because of other comorbidities and we still decided to try to roll the dice and say well we're not going to exclude you so how about uh, we just we'll try our best so you don't cross over each other and we'll hope that you don't get the virus but man that was not a great strategy it was terrible and that's how you saw the virus just sweep through nursing homes in a lot of different areas really bad strategy in new york needs to be looked at and investigated for the way not only that they handled it, but the way that they covered it up. And that's not good. Let's go to Warren. Welcome to Overnight America. Good evening, Ryan. It's always good to listen to you. Um, I was watching Newsmax TV and Greg Kelly, the host, interviewed a former Trump staff member, and they were talking about certain Senate races, uh, talked specifically about Portman and, and Bond, I mean, Blunt uh, uh, mm. not running for re-election. And uh, the uh, gentleman said that uh, Greitens, uh, rem- they, they discussed, reminded them of Trump, and Trump knew him, and it looks like Trump might support him. Not they mm. weren't sure. But uh, anyway, Greitens, you know, the the uh, established Republicans were kind of upset with him and went after him ethically, and Kim Gardner went after him. And, of course, the uh, FBI agent, former FBI agent, has been indicted for lying for mm-hmm. that uh, Kim Gardner case. But uh, he beat three established Republicans for the governor's race, and they were out to get him. And uh, I think that's possible. They also talked about the Georgia race. Herschel Walker might be running for the Senate, oh, a good friend yeah. of Trump. Yeah, uh, I would love to see that in Georgia. He'd be great. Now, I want to mention one thing about Eric Greitens that 
is interesting because you know that he is going to be a fighter, which I think that a lot of Republicans that appeals to because you don't want someone to go in there and be like a Mitt Romney. You know, the, the moderate side of Roy Blunt, even though he normally would vote with a Donald Trump and a lot of the different issues, it always scared me to think that, oh, we're going to get someone in there that is always going to cause a problem a Murkowski or something like that. And that's not what we need in Missouri. But I will say this, when Eric Reitens was governor of Missouri, he didn't make friends. He had to, you know, play the game and he decided not to. He just kind of did things his way in when he had those accusations against him and he has no friends. It made it very easy for all the Republicans to turn on him. There wasn't a lot of support. Now, if you're running for the Senate, you don't have to worry about a state legislature. You don't have to worry about getting support. You're just there to represent your one vote in the Senate and the people of Missouri. And he would be someone that stands up and gives a great speech. He would he would stand up against all this nonsense. He would be super strong for a Senate position, uh, even though the governorship and the way that it ended very embarrassing and disgrace. This is a different role. The Senate's a different chamber. I mean, this is a whole different deal. Um, I can see him doing really well on something like that, even though him as a person, people have a lot of issues with and rightfully so. I think he needs to find a way to vindicate himself first. He needs to be able to come back and prove all these things that were done to him were wrong, inappropriate. If I, if he takes on Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner and says, I'm going to point out the perjury, I'm going to point out the backroom deals, I'm going to point out, uh, point out the fact that I was targeted and this was a politically motivated, not legally motivated. And, you know, he can come out swinging and, and bring all of these uh, this heat to that position. I think that's a way he, he can get back into good graces. But it just depends how much he wants to fight. I think also that he uh, said when he resigned, or I heard about it, that that uh, he resigned for his family because of the, all the uproar. And uh, I think he would have stayed and then fought it, but it was upsetting his wife and his children and or his immediate family. So, and also he uh, got to meet the uh, Israeli ambassador to the United States. Drove down to uh, visit him in Jeff City. Had dinner with the governor and his wife. Uh, with his um, and uh, on the way they stopped at the Churchill Museum and uh, then the ambassador came back and gave his own lecture at the college so it's hmm. kind of interesting how that is all and uh, Greitens had a before the day or two before he was inaugurated um, uh, had a big dinner at the college so that was kind of for some of his big supporters so that was kind of yeah. neat all right well Warren thanks for the call good to hear from you and I got to point out that as a candidate, a Greitens would be tough because it, it's splitting. I mean, there's a lot of Republicans that don't like him, so it might be difficult. And the last thing you want is to give up a Senate seat in Missouri. You don't want that to happen. You don't want another Claire McCaskill situation. So we got to be careful in that sense to not turn this state into a battleground in that sense. And then we lose another seat in the Senate. And that makes things even worse because now if the Democrats take the Senate and there's no split and ugh. I mean, they already have control over it because they have the tiebreaker, but still it's it's a narrow margin and you have the ability to take it back. You don't want to lose any grounds on that sense. Uh, how about a couple of things real quick that I didn't get a chance to play from earlier? I got all kinds of audio we didn't get a chance to get to. Dr. Fauci before Congress one year ago. All right. You want to hear what Dr. Fauci sounded like one year ago? Let's take a listen. I'm, I'm kind of curious myself. We must be much more serious as a country about what we might expect. We cannot look at it and say, well, there are only a couple of cases here, that's good, because a couple of cases today 
are going to be many, many cases tomorrow. Even in areas of the country where there are no or few cases, we've got to change our behavior. We have to essentially assume that we are going to get hit. People always say, well, the flu, you know, the flu does this, the flu does that. The flu has a mortality of 0.1%. This has a mortality of 10 times that. Mm. That's interesting with the the flu comparison, because when you go back and look at the amount of flu deaths year to year, and then you see the complete drop off, you can't say it's unrelated to the way we've seen this virus spread. But nonetheless, when we go back, there was a lot we didn't know about the virus at the time. The, the fear of this spreading very quickly. And we looked at China. It would have been a lot easier if China would have been more honest and forthright about their cases. But we know that they lied about that. We know that with the origination site and everything that spread there, they shut things down pretty quick. But they were r- reporting that they've had no issues with it, no deaths. All of these things were complete lies. And that kind of changed things. It didn't help that the World Health Organization was running defense for China at the same time, too, which then then again, gave people the wrong impression of how this thing spreads. There was a lot of problems all the way on the offset, but I guess uh, Dr. Fauci looking back a year, probably proud of what he said there compared to some of the other predictions and things that were said. Well, that does it for us here on Overnight America. We'll be back again Sunday night. I hope you can join me then. Ryan Wrecker Radio on Facebook. Go like that page. Have a great weekend. Bye. My heart beats with the lonely rain Wishing I could see your face again Change the dial on the radio Find something playing kind of bluesy and slow If things were only like they used to be We'd be lying in love tonight I wish you'd call me on the telephone I don't want to spend another night alone Sleeping with the radio It's the only way I can make it till dawn Sleeping with the radio on You're on my mind And I can't forget you Let's take the rest of the day To get it back together And I would love to tell a phone Now that you're here I'm going platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports that clock at four Doncic. the step back three you bet music you set my world on fire yes, and even podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on tune in go to tune in.com or download the tune in app to start listening 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.